0: All right, well, uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Puget Podcast, or so we're calling it. Um, we're going to be doing a three-part series on the new CPU launches by Intel and AMD. And with me today, I have Josh Ray, who is the product manager here at Puget Systems. And before I dive, or we dive, uh, too much into the actual CPU launches and the technical side of things, uh, why don't you take a second to actually just kind of explain what your role
1: here looks like at Puget? Sure. So I'm the product manager here, uh, and that will, looks like is I handle our uh, component level validation, uh, and also I shop around for like what components might be good candidates for our product line, and that requires like getting feedback from all over the company, uh, and then translating that into what might be a good product in our systems. Uh, I also work closely with our hardware vendors and that's to gather roadmaps or technical documents or if we run into an issue that, uh, you know, requires their intervention to solve. Sure. Um, I'll be the point man on those support tickets.
0: And how often do you see scenarios like that?
1: Uh, you know, more than I would like <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, not, it's, not to sell
0: anyone out specifically, <laughs> but, but I think that kind of speaks to, uh, to your role and, and kind of Puget Systems role in the industry, mm-hmm. um, to the fact that, that you are having those interactions with the, the engineering side and, and with people at those manufacturing at, at the manufacturers
1: sure. uh, hey. that are
0: actually like actually causing change in the industry.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially like later on in the life cycle of a product when we provide feedback, some uh, vendors are like more receptive to that feedback and we could see that evolve and or, you know, get incorporated into future products. Um, But where like the sheer quantity of support um, issues come, I think it's just like natural growing pains because we get a lot of early products and these are things that are like still being, you know, ironed out. It's just uh, it's just is what it is it's early stuff so
0: yeah. yeah so what does uh this is probably hard to package up in and kind of one complete thought but what does uh what does your role kind of look like what do you um when you're qualifying a part like what are the things you're looking for here
1: oh man well i guess it comes down to just because i'm handling the entire or designing i guess the process that we put all these things through and there's no way to really like. I I guess. I uh, guess that's
0: that is probably a difficult question because it kind of it, it depends on the component itself. Like you're gonna look for different things. For, yeah, for a motherboard than you would. A CPU well, definitely.
1: I mean, the shop. Well, the actual like validation side. Um, there's no way to. There's like just this huge huge rabbit hole of like testing with all sorts of different uh, hardware combinations. Sure. So what we do is we pick the combinations that we think would or probable to cause issues and we test in that way and then what we're trying to gather in the end is do we feel comfortable bringing this product to scale like are we able to launch this and like not have tons of problems on the production floor or on the support side yeah
0: and and so you do a, a decent amount of work with our labs team right yeah what does that relationship kind of look like
1: well, so where I do the component-level validation, they're more so designing the systems as a whole, tailored towards our customers' use cases. Um, so yeah, where they handle like a lot of the performance testing, they define a lot of the uh, performance uh, points that we need to meet, and then also I work with them to figure out what features we're looking for. Uh, and yeah, we work Sweet. pretty closely together with that.
0: Okay, so for those that are unaware, Uh, recently uh, Intel and AMD both released new CPUs. So what does that landscape now look like between those two people?
1: Yeah, so uh, Intel just released the Core X 10,000 series which uh, is an iteration to um, a line that they've had going for quite a while now. Uh, So what this brings is more expandability with more PCIe lanes, uh, slight uh, frequency bumps. You get like uh, some hardware mitigations to the vulnerabilities that you heard about earlier in the year. Um, you also get yeah,
0: everyone was all antsy about those. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and then you also get something called DL Boost, which is it leverages the AVX instruction set with uh, low precision of. Uh, and that accelerates like machine learning type use or machine okay. learning type loads. Uh, also with Intel, you get the Xeon W twenty two series, which is the Xeon counterpart to the Core X series. Uh, you get basically take the Core X series, remove overclocking, sprinkle in some uh, enterprise features like registered ECC support, and then that's that product.
0: Okay, and so what? what of these CPUs uh, are now being added to our product
1: line? Oh, well, I guess we skipped over AMD, but... <laughs> oh, oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah um. so another thing with Intel is Cascade Lake 64L. This is what they're calling the Xeon W32 uh, series. This is a single socket, um, like up to 28 core product, and that uh, has 64 PCIe lanes routed to the CPU which is pretty exciting. This is actually what Mac, uh, Apple is using in the Mac Pro right. uh, and something that we're gonna be interested in too. Uh, on the AMD side, you have a lot of exciting products here. So first you have the 3950X, which is now the top-end SKU on their client side. Uh, this brings 16 cores to, to that space uh, and it kind of even blurs the line a little bit between like what is a client system, what is a high-end, des- what they call a high-end desktop sure. system. And then uh, you also have Threadripper 3, which is, they've made some pretty big improvements here over last gen. So, like, the instructions per clock uh, have actually, like, become near to or at the same performance as Intel, and you get up to 32 cores. So, Mm -hmm. it's, like, a very uh, attractive processor, especially at the price point. Wow. So
0: of these CPUs, which ones are being brought into our product line, but more importantly, why are they being brought into our product line?
1: Yeah, well, we bring things into our product line because we think, or we know, that they're going to be useful to our customers. Uh, Labs Upstairs has been doing all kinds of work, comparative testing, they've, I mean, their to-do list is a mile long uh, in the last few weeks just from like all of this comparative testing that they've had to do with the processors that have come out recently. And uh, what they found is there's a place for all of these in our product line. Like they all have their uses for uh, specific customers.
0: And and what does that do for, for you as being the person that's kind of managing that product line? And now, um, as and from a business standpoint, like it would be nice if we could trim that product line down, right? Yes. But obviously that isn't possible. So like where do you find that balance?
1: Well, you know, it's it's kind of like a... <laughs> competition little it's, it's <laughs> funny because like yes it does make my job easier when there's fewer uh, products that are like good for our customers but it's also great that there's competition uh, it just makes for a more healthy ecosystem you see like more performance generation over generation because you have competing companies um, I think I'm getting a little lost on the actual question but uh, you know um, th- there it just means where we were had the luxury of focusing on Intel before. Now there's just twice as much product yeah. to focus on. Well, I think I think I get what you're getting at. Like, yeah. it,
0: like, as much as we would love to find that perfect balance, what's more important is actually like finding uh, what is best for the actual end user
1: for the actual customer itself. So, thank you. You said that much better gotcha. than I did. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, so I know you you touched on some of those uh, kind of. Uh, the tech specs, I guess, uh, so the advantages of each of the CPUs. But if you were to, if you were to kind of compare the two CPU lines, kind of in a vacuum, not thinking mm-hmm. about uh, the actual use case and all that, like what are the technical advantages of each of the CPU lines?
1: Okay. Well, with the Core X 10,000 series, you have. It's funny now that they've cut the price on these processors. It's become like a great value proposition. So you have so we have so you're like, saying
0: Intel is now the value option. Yeah, okay. you, it's kind of weird how <laughs> things have
1: flipped around uh, recently. But you get uh, like lots of cores, good frequency, like pretty good price now. Um, and then like Xeon W twenty two series, you get like all of that, but with added reliability of ECC registered memory and then uh, other enterprise features. Uh, and then with the 3950X, um, the AMD 3950X, you get just an insane core count for a client system. Um, and then for the Threadripper 3, you just get tons of really powerful cores. Um, and then Cascade Lake 6, or sorry, using code names here, <laughs> uh, Xeon W3200, you get lots of cores up to 28, and you also get. Uh, 64 PCIe lanes, so this makes it great for like GPU dense workstations, right. things like that.
0: Okay, so you brought up you brought up core count multiple times there, and I know that you don't tend to work. I know our labs team, the ones that kind of focus on on how this, the the hardware interacts with software and all that. But I am kind of curious, uh, just from from your perspective, what the intention is of Intel and AMD having this kind of arms race for for as, having as many cores as they can, when for a vast majority of use cases that we can tell at least. Um, at least that we target, um, tend to be, uh, they use up to like, you know, in that 10 to 20 core range.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I think that this is starting out as just, uh, you know, it's stiff competition between these two companies right now. And I think that uh, eventually it's going to be the catalyst for like more uh, software platforms utilizing all these cores. So, I mean, yeah, they're kind of uh, creating the egg that's going to make the chicken with all this competition. So. Sure. And, and we've seen that in the past with other products where they, they first create that,
0: uh, that hardware and then get it into the software developer's hands. Mm-hmm. That way they can then develop the software for that product. So that does make sense. Definitely. Um, so at this point, how, how far are you within your qualification process of these CPUs? Um, the only reason I ask is because I'm kind of curious if after after everything you've kind of gone through over the past probably months actually mm-hmm. of evaluating these different CPU lines. Um, what does this kind of tell you about the the future of these
1: two companies and the directions that they're trending? Oh man. I mean if you put it like plotted the lines on a graph, I mean AMD, they how fast they're improving their performance is just like such a steep curve. Um, it's really impressive what they're doing. And I think that I'm not seeing evidence of them slowing down at all, so I think that the future for them is very bright. With Intel, they've uh, had the luxury of having like huge market share over the generations, so that means lots of development has been geared more towards their stuff. Um, and in that time, uh, they've been, I mean, continuously funding their R&D department just like AMD. So I I do wonder if they have some things holstered that they uh, might be able to bring now the competition is a little stiffer
0: yeah either way it's gonna be very exciting to see how things are gonna pan out over the next two or three years
1: yeah yeah so
0: um, unless you have any other major takeaways uh, from everything that you've done over the
1: past few months uh, I can't say that I do but I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and absolutely yeah Thank All right, well, uh, well, thanks for jumping on. Uh, the next
0: episode is actually going to be focused uh, primarily on post-production and how these CPUs are
1: going to help out people in that industry right now. So, cool. Thanks.